Welcome to The Upward Journey, the podcast ministry of Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina. During a storm, the safest place for a ship is out at sea. Now, this might seem a little strange because it would seem natural for it to be tied safely to the dock. The problem is that during a really strong storm, when the wind and waves are really flexing their muscles, the ship can be repeatedly slammed against that same dock. And over time, it'll damage and potentially even destroy the ship. It's safest on the water during a storm because the ship was made to be on the water during a storm and during times of peace. Life can be much the same. While we may feel safe tied to the things we're used to or seemingly comforted by, we're actually safest in the arms of our Creator and His great plan for us. Now that still begs the question though, how do we navigate the waters of life and not sink? We explore that and more in our current series, Unsinkable, How to Navigate a Storm. Let's dive in together and continue the upward journey. They started playing that Thursday and I was up in my office. I'd never heard it before and they were running through to see if it would work and it shook my office. I said, that is the worst thunder I've ever heard. And I looked outside and it was sunny. What's going on? That's about what this season feels like right now, doesn't it? Man, there's thunder, there's lightning, and we're asking what in the world is going on in the midst of this stormy season. We start a new series today called Navigating the Storm, and I really, truly believe that the Lord led us to do this series at this time. I preached a message about a year ago. I was invited to preach online to our denomination during COVID, and I was so honored to be able to do that, and and I preached a message about navigating a storm, and someone heard it and said, that would make a good series, and I thought, okay, we're going to do that at Upward someday when the time is right, so I kind of had it on the shelf in my brain. We had the whole rest of 2021 planned out, all the messages, we were ready to go, and then we got back into this stormy season again. And the Holy Spirit in my heart just said, it's time for that message. I want you to share that series with Upward right now, How to Navigate a Storm. It has been a crazy season, hasn't it? Anybody just kind of feel like your life is on a boat right now in the middle of stormy weather and you just don't know what's going on and you don't know when we're going to come through this. You don't know whether life's going to be back to normal again. Is anybody feeling that way right now other than me? Uh, It's okay to feel that. It does not mean that you're a bad Christian because you're struggling with fear and with, with doubt and with worry. It doesn't mean that you're not saved. It just means that you're human and you're going through a storm right now. Uh, A lot of our folks today, a lot upward has been hit with COVID uh, specifically harder in the last two weeks than we've ever been hit before. So we've seen a lot of it. I've been calling and texting a lot of people and, and the people that I'm talking to are coming through it well. Aren't you excited about that? So many people are on the other side of it now. A lot of you are watching online with us right now. And can we just give a big hand and an encouragement to those that are at home that are sick right now? We are with you. We are praying for you. And you're going to come through this and you're going to be okay. Can we give a big amen to that this morning upward? We're going to come through this. You're going to come through this. And you're going to be okay because God's watching out for us. But oh, it's so crazy. 
You come to a moment where you feel like you've got a little hope and things are just getting a little better. Did we come to that moment about July? We thought, finally, this horrible 2020 and first half of 2021 is over. Now we're just sailing smooth. And boom, out of nowhere, it's like it's all back again. That's how it felt, right? had an experience like this just yesterday. I was out on a run on a trail. I hate to tell you this because it breaks my heart, but I was out running on a beautiful trail. And I don't know about y'all, but getting out in the woods has kind of saved my life over the last year and a half. Just getting out in the woods and running a little bit has saved my heart. Just being in a bunch of trees and watching squirrels does something for our spirits. Amen. Forest can do for you what YouTube cannot. I probably shouldn't say that because we're on YouTube right now, but uh, uh, yesterday I was running and I came around a bend, I was running uphill, and I know y'all can look at me and tell I'm quite the runner, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but uh, I came up a hill and around the curb, and I just saw this beautiful deer right in the trail, beautiful, I mean, it was tall, it looked like a doe to me, it was tall and beautiful, and, and, I, and it ran kind of away, and then I went running, and it kind of ran with me for a little bit, and I just stopped and looked at the deer, and I put a picture on Facebook. I turned around, I took a picture of this deer, and I was looking at her, and she was looking right back at me, and I just thought, Lord, I needed that. I needed that. You ready for the end of the story? No, you're not. My wife and I kept going up the trail, and we walked around for about 30 minutes, and uh, we got in the car to come home, and we got about 100 yards from where that deer was, and a car had hit it. It was laying dead. I told Alexa, the hits just keep on coming. Anybody felt that way at all over the last year and a half? You're not strange. We're all feeling that way. And it doesn't mean that you don't have great faith. It just means that you're human. And you're fighting this battle together. We're sailing through this storm together. This is something globally we're sailing through together. And I'm thankful to tell you that Jesus is in this boat with us. It may seem like he's asleep right now. It did all the time, the disciples. I mean, I think by the end of the three years, they were saying, we're in trouble, where's Jesus? And they're like, he's probably where he always is. He's taking a nap right in the middle of all this. They're in the boat in the storm, and Jesus is asleep, and you're wondering, when are you going to wake up and do something about this? The disciples felt like that a, a lot. Read your Bible. Jesus, or, can you just come on and fix all this for us quickly? In my Bible reading plan, I'm in the book of Revelation right now. And the book of Revelation is a wonderful book, contrary to what you've heard, because the book of Revelation tells us in the end, Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords, and he, we make it through every storm, and we win. We worship Him for all eternity. We get through this storm. Right now, we're in the middle of it. book of Acts chapter 27 was a powerful chapter about the Apostle Paul navigating his way through a storm with about almost 300 people in a ship. They were in a storm that lasted for two straight weeks. It went on and on and seemed like it would never end. 
I want you to hear this today. Storms come to everybody. Storms come to everybody. If the Apostle Paul could go through a storm, you and I could go through a storm, right? This guy wrote most of the New Testament. Highly educated, brilliant man. A Jew who became a Roman citizen. His story is so powerful. If you don't know his story, before he met Jesus, his name was Saul. And he was actually the greatest persecutor of the church. And he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And Jesus literally knocked him to the ground with his glory. And said, Saul, Saul, why are you fighting against me? There may be some here today or watching online that you're fighting against Jesus. And he may want to come to you today and call your name and say, aren't you tired of fighting against me? Start cooperating with me. And when Paul, Saul began cooperating with Jesus, he said, Lord, And he came to Jesus, and Jesus changed his life. And the greatest persecutor of the church became the greatest advocate that the church of Jesus Christ has ever seen. That's what Jesus can do in a life when you surrender to him. But how many of you know sometimes doing the right thing will get you in a storm? There's some of you out here right now thinking, "I've, I've done the right thing. I'm serving, I'm praying, I'm loving. Now, nobody's perfect, but you're doing your best to do the right thing. Anybody out here saying, anybody ever felt like, I just don't deserve this? Can I see your hands? Come on. Three or four honest people here today. I'm living for Jesus. Jesus, I thought that when I started serving you, everything would be smooth. Oh, you need to read your Bible. Sometimes you get in storms because you did the right thing. Paul was a prisoner at this time. He was not on a cruise ship. This was a prison ship. They put him on the boat to take him to Rome. He'd been arrested. He'd been passed around from leader to leader to leader. And they were all trying to get a bribe out of Paul. So they were delaying his release. They really had nothing on him. And they were just passing him around. And Paul was a Roman citizen. Many people believe Paul was born into slavery. Paul was a slave at some time in his life, or he became a slave as a young man because oftentimes Romans would take Jews as slave. And then when they honored them, they would set them free and they would give them Roman citizenship. So it's possible Paul was a slave. But he, he became a Roman citizen. And because he was a Roman citizen, he had the right to appeal directly to Caesar. So in the midst of one of his questioning periods, Paul just got sick and tired of the whole circus and said, I appeal to Caesar. The ruler said, you've appealed to Caesar and to Caesar you will go. So Paul is on his way to Rome to stand before Caesar. They put him on a boat at Caesarea. Can we put that map up there really quick? I want to just show the map. Sorry, Kelly. By the way, Kelly Hogan was in the hospital for weeks on a ventilator. And she today is her first Sunday back, and she's back there in the tech booth. Kelly, would you wave, wave at us, wave at us. See, God's doing some great things in the middle of this storm. God's showing it. That's mama coming right there down the middle. I got to say it. Anybody on, online, do y'all ever hear some voice saying, amen? That's Kelly's mom. In fact, the last time Kelly was in the hospital watching online, she was watching online and Alexa was watching the chat and Kelly wrote, I hear mom. (laughs) Don't know what we would do without those 
amens. Here's the map. Are you ready? Paul's starting over here to the right in Caesarea. I hope online y'all can see this and get this. He's starting on Caesarea, goes over to Sidon. That's the place where the woman was that Matt talked about Jesus healing just a couple weeks ago. Paul went there. Then he went around. They turned around to the west, to the left. They went to Myra. Then they came down below Crete, and that was to dodge the storm. They wanted to be below the island in the protection of the... Maps are good. Everybody say maps are good, because you're going to hear something good about this map before you leave today. They come to this place called Fair Havens, and they stop there, and they're in this big bay, and, and, and they think, you know, we really shouldn't stay there, because there's still a lot of open water here, and they're in a very stormy season... We're going to talk about this next week. They debated, and Paul said, hey, guys, we better stay here. And the captain said, no, we're going to go. Next week, you're going to hear this message. What's important in a storm is who you're listening to in the middle of the storm. And we're going to learn who the right people to listen to in the middle of the storm are. But that's next week. Maybe. (laughs) They decided to go on. They were headed to Phoenix. This is not Phoenix, Arizona. This is Phoenix in Crete. Once they got by the edge of that island, the storm hit it, hit them. About where you see the word Phoenix, the storm hit them wide open. That's going to be important to know in just a minute, and we're going to pull that map back up in just a minute. Storms come upon everybody. Storms also can come upon you quickly. Acts 27, 14, it said, The weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. All of a sudden, in the middle of what appeared to be a calm season, a storm came. And all of a sudden, they're in the middle of something that they cannot understand. In the middle of something that they don't know how they're going to get through, the storm is upon them. You ever had a storm come upon you unexpectedly, just quickly? It seemed like everything was okay, and then boom, out of nowhere, you're in the middle of the storm. We had one, my wife and I, just a couple weeks ago. We were leaving, going on vacation, and we were, I'm, I'm trying to whine just a little bit. <laughs> Some of your storms that you're facing online are far worse than this, but we were walking down the beach and enjoying time at the beach. One morning, Tuesday morning, we were walking hand in hand down the beach, and it was so beautiful and wonderful. Then Tuesday night, we're in the ER, and she's getting blood transfusions. She had a drop. She had some severe anemia, and we had to rush her home, and we still haven't figured that out yet, so please pray for us. We got an appointment this week, so God's going to touch her. God's going to heal her. She's here this morning, so God's going to be with her. But it's just boom, out of nowhere. So in this series, you're, you're hearing from a pastor and family who's in the middle of one of these kind of things right now. They come quickly. They come when you do the right thing. They also come when you do the wrong thing. Anybody ever been in a storm when you did the wrong thing and you know the circumstances you're in are because you made bad choices? Haven't all of us? Come on. Haven't we all been there? Do you ever wonder, though, when you've done the right thing while you're still, why you're still in the storm with these people that did the wrong thing? Sometimes the people you love can drag you into their storm. Kids can do this. Mom and dad, when your kids go through a storm, you're on that boat. And sometimes they've made a bad choice that's put you in a storm. Sometimes people around you can do stupid stuff. 
that gets you in a storm. You ever wanted to look at some of the people around you and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Paul was on the boat with 276 people. Many of them were prisoners. Some of them certainly were guilty. But I want you to hear this. For the godly, this is a perfecting storm. For the ungodly, this is a correcting storm. Two different kinds of storms. And sometimes you can be on the boat in the same storm. God's correcting some people. Sometimes when a storm hits, God is saying to you, you better get back on track. He's there to help you. He's there to love you. And you'll get back on track by following Jesus. But God is giving you a warning that you're about to run off the road. Like those rumble strips. How many of you hit the rumble strips from time to time? Can I, can I see your hands? How many hit them on purpose from time to time? You just want to hear something. It's, I just want to hear it. That's terrible. If I hit them one time, something in me has to pull over and just hit them again. You know what that's for? Everybody make that sound. Y'all do that so well. You ever had a storm go in your life? That storm means, hey, you're about to run off the road. That's a correcting storm. But for the child of God who's serving Jesus, it's a perfecting storm. It means that in the middle of this storm, God is doing something in your life that is so precious and so valuable to your future that you can't even understand it right now. That's a word for you today. In the middle of this time, God is doing something among his people that is precious and valuable to our future. Can I get an amen this morning? God's working something in us to perfect us. Folks, when we come out of this, we're going to have faith like we never had before. Folks, when we come out of this, we're going to be able to face storms in a way we never have been able to. We're going to be a witness for Jesus in the middle of this. I want you to hear me. God is up to some good things in the middle of the storm this old world is in right now. And if we stay with Him, stay faithful to Him, keep our hand in His hand, we're not only going to make it through this storm, we're going to be better on the other side than we were before. Did you hear me? COVID can't take away what we've got. Politicians can't take away what we have. Storms of this world cannot take away the power of Jesus Christ living in you and in I. Understand that. Nothing can do that. We're going to be better on the other side of this storm. Trust the word of the Lord this morning. Sometimes we can get so focused on the storm that we spend time looking at what the enemy is doing and we forget to ask ourselves the question, what's God up to right now? God's doing some good things. You remember Jesus in the boat, asleep, and the disciples are in this storm. And they're like, Lord, please wake up. You prayed any prayers like that recently? Hey, God, uh, respectfully, Please wake up. 
please do something. Jesus woke up. And he walked to the edge of that ship. And he looked at the storm and the wind and the waves. And he said, peace, be still. And the wind and the waves ceased. There's going to come a day in your storm when Jesus says enough is enough. And he's going to say, peace, be still. Amen? God's doing some good things. I told you how a lot of people are sick, but this morning when I got to church, somebody came to me talking about a precious lady in this church who'd had cancer. And God's people came around her and prayed for her, and she went back and had a scan. Amen. She went back and had a scan, and there's no cancer where cancer used to be. If you came to tell me God's not healing anymore, you're far too late because I've seen him do it. I've heard of him doing it this morning. God's doing some stuff in the midst of this storm. See, what storms do is they make us depend on God. Acts 27, 20. There's so much in this chapter that we're going to unpack over the next five weeks, but this is powerful. Acts 27, 20 said, The terrible storm raged on for many days, Blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Why is this so important? Well, the storm blotted out the sun and the stars, which was really the only way they had to navigate. That was their point of reference, sun and stars. But when you're in the middle of the storm, there's two things you can't do. Number one, you can't see. You can't see as far ahead as you could under calm conditions. When you're driving down the road in your car and it starts raining, for goodness sake, slow down. Because you can't see. They're in the ship and the typical stars, they were experts at navigating by the stars. Oh Lord, today if the internet went down, we couldn't find our way to Edneyville and back. You know what I mean? If the internet went down, how would I even know where to go eat? (laughs) I would have to ask people. And get one of those maps from AAA that are so wonderful to open in the car while you're driving. Some of you are too young to know what that's all about. Today we've got GPS. They guided themselves by the stars. What do you do? When all the stars are gone. Let me tell you something this storm has done. It's taken away a lot of our normal points of reference in life. Could it be that God's allowed that to happen? Because he wants us to trust him more? Could it be that a lot of the things we've put our hope in. Have not worked out like we wanted them to. Because God wants us to trust Him in a much deeper way. Could that be possible? Do you like miracles? How many like one miracle? I just talked about a miracle. How many love that? Let me tell you how we are. We love miracles. We just don't want to be in a situation where we need one. But the miracles come when... You can have hope in nothing else. When the stars are gone, what do you do? Storms take away your ability to see. The second thing storms do is they they take away your ability to steer. 
I like to have my hands on the steering wheel of my life and everything else. If I'm in a vehicle and there's a steering wheel there, I want my hands on it. We always ask, how many are control freaks? Just about all of us. Raise your hand if you feel like you're a control freak. My hand, I'm trying to go first. How many of you, when you're in the car, you want to drive? Isn't it wonderful to go up and down Interstate 26 now? Isn't that a great joy right now? Oh, hallelujah. We have a wonderful, I love DOT, love y'all, thank you for what you do. Probably some people right here who do it, but I've just got one question. Just work on one thing at a time, maybe. Don't, don't tear up the side road that I've got to take to get around what you're doing there. You ever dodge traffic and get into another one? I'm, I'm, I'm off subject. You want to drive. We want to steer. On the ship of that day, they, they had a rudder. And they controlled it. Storms even take away your ability to steer. It says in Acts 27, 15, listen to this. It said the sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind. They lost the ability to steer. So here's what they did. So they... Is it up there? Folks, it's right up here on the board here. Okay. So they gave up. What did the pastor preach on today? Well, he just told us to give up. (laughs) Boy, I'm not going back to that church. I needed to hear a word from heaven. The pastor said, give up, everybody. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song, old, old, old. It said, give up. I'm not going to try to sing it. Maybe I will. And let Jesus take over. Did you ever sing that? Nah, you hadn't. Give up and let Jesus take over. God gave me a picture in this whole thing of these sailors just hanging on to the rudder. Saying, we're going to make it through this. Turn, push, pull, turn. And they're in the midst of a storm and that storm is knocking them down with the rudder. Hanging on to the rudder was actually dangerous to them because somehow they wanted to still control things in the middle of this storm. And God's saying, give up. Let me steer. What did it say? They gave up and let it run before the gale. They just said, well, this storm is going to take us somewhere And we have no ability to steer in the middle of it. So the best we can do is trust in the sovereignty of God and let Him take this ship where He wants to take it. When you've prayed every prayer you can pray, Joanne Chinkers is probably watching from Africa right now. Joanne, if you're watching from Africa, thank you for this line that you put on Facebook. I'm giving her credit this morning. She's a wonderful missionary in Nigeria. We love Joanne. Give Joanne a hand from all the way to Africa. (laughs) Joanne put this on Facebook, and I said, thank you, Joanne. That's my quote. When all the prayers have been prayed, we abandon ourselves to the sovereignty of God. 
And we believe that He is taking us somewhere. And He is moving us toward our destiny in Him. Time for the map. Okay, Paul's on his way to where? Where's Caesar? Okay, next week we're going to have a little history and geography lesson here at Upward. Where is Caesar? Rome. All right, some of you cheating off your neighbor, but uh, okay. Rome in Italy. You see the bottom of the boot of Italy right there? See Malta? Paul is coming from here, and he's going up there to Rome. Let me ask you a question. What direction did the storm take him? Started at Phoenix, and he went to Malta. Say, well, that's kind of a side trip. It is a side trip, and if you read the story of Malta, Paul landed there. A snake bit him. Saved him from a storm to get killed by a snake. Do you know what Paul did? He shook the snake off in the fire, and God healed him. And the natives of the island came to Jesus because they saw a miracle. God brought him through a storm right into another storm and he immediately manifests the supernatural on that island and then he went up to Rome. The thing I wanted you to catch this morning is the storm took him in the direction he was supposed to go all along. And that's what we need to remember. This storm is not taking us away from God, it's taking us to him. It's not taking you away from God's destiny in your life, it's taking you to it and towards it. We can't steer we can pray. We are starting today, this weekend, a prayer initiative at Upward Christian Fellowship. If you've got a pen and you're taking notes, write this down. Put this on your phone right now. Anybody use your phone for alarms? How many, that you, how many use your phone for an alarm? Do you have an alarm on your phone? It's a good thing to do. You don't have to do it this way. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do right now. I'm going to ask you to set an alarm on your phone. How many morning people do we have? Morning people, raise your hand up high. You're going to be at 714 a.m. How many night folks do we have? Night owls. You're going to be at 714 p.m. Why 7.14? Because Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then God says, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. We're going to pray that upward. Seven four, now, I've got mine set for both because I'm an overachiever. I'm going to do a.m. and p.m. I've already had the a.m. this morning. In fact, I couldn't sleep last night, and my prayer alarm woke me up this morning. And I've got a chair in the bedroom, and I went there, and I prayed. And here's what we're going to pray in accordance with 2 Chronicles 7.14. Number one, repentance. God, if there's any sin in my life, I repent, and I lay it down right now, and I ask you to set me free from it. Can I get an amen, church? Repentance. Amen? Number two, we're going to pray for revelation. Chronicles says we're to seek the face of God. We're going to repent. Then we're going to say, God, give me revelation. That's, this is what this is. God, I want to know you better than I've ever known you before. We're not even asking what's going on in this storm or where it's heading. We're going to say in the middle of the storm, God, we want to know you in this. And the last one, restoration. God, our land needs healing physically and more important, spiritually. God, heal our land in these days. I haven't given up on our land, folks. 
I'm not running away and hiding, and we're not either. 7.14 a.m., 7.14 p.m., we're going to pray, and we're going to see mountains move together. Amen. We're going to see COVID healed. Amen. We're going to see our family healed. We're going to see our nation healed. We're going to see wounds healed and put back together because when God's people start praying, God does something. Join us. If you're watching online, you don't have to be a member of this church to join. Jump in, 7.14 a.m., p.m. Or if you're, you overachievers who really want to hit the ball twice a day, God's working in the midst of this storm. He's working on you, maybe correcting, maybe perfecting. See, storms take you to your destiny. Some of the good things God has done in the middle of this is He's partnered churches together. Pastors have had to come together in our community like never before. Because all of a sudden, last March, we had no attendance. Last March, nobody was here. Last March, April, and May, I preached to these chairs. They said amen better than y'all sometimes. I'm kidding. I love you. Just kidding. We had no metrics. We had no sun, moon, and stars to measure by. We couldn't steer anything. That's probably true on your job and in your situation as well. You know what? Pastors had to pray together and pastors had to come together. And I'm with a group of pastors in Henderson County right here. We pray together. I sent and received probably six texts this morning from pastors in this community saying, praying for you. God's brought churches together in the midst of COVID. One of the exciting things coming up next year is we're partnering. Anybody seen Hendersonville Church on Spartanburg Highway? It is a wonderful church. And Pastor Nathan Bird is a wonderful pastor. He'd say, oh, why are you talking about another church? Somebody might go there. That's where God wants them. That's where they need to go. And my job is to help them get there. It's not to own them. It's to send them. Have we got all that competition out of our system as a church? I hope we have. I hope we can build Hendersonville Church because they're, they're growing like crazy anyway. They've got a heart that's really similar to what God's doing here. I love Pastor Nathan, his wife Kelly. We're partnering with them in February to do a community-wide event for special needs kids and adults called Night to Shine. It is a prom for people with special needs. That's exciting. Some of them have never had the opportunity to go to a prom. And Hendersonville Church and Upper Christian Fellowship are partnering together to do that in February. I'm so excited. What's going to be here, we're moving all these chairs out. And this place is going to turn into a beauty salon. All these kids are going to come in here and they're going to do their makeup and their hair and shine their shoes and make them look better than they ever have before. They're going to be sparkling and then limos are going to pull up out here. And they're going to get in a limo, each one of them, and take them over. And the prom itself is going to be at Hendersonville Church on Spartanburg Highway. We are so excited about this, to meet this need in the community and to partner with another church that's really the same church in Jesus Christ anyway, to get it done. But we need help. We're looking at about 150 guests, and everybody has to have a buddy. 
Anybody want to be a buddy to a special needs child? Can I see your hand this morning? We're writing your names down right now. Now, I want you to keep your hands up just a minute. Come on, get them up high in the air because we're taking names. When I said taking names, several people went like this. Now, you've got to dance. Keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Do not lower those hands. You've got to dance. People are like, oh, am I supposed to dance? Let me tell you. If your religion would prohibit you from grabbing the hand of a special needs child and loving on them and dancing with them, something wrong with that religion. Ready? Ready? I, I bet you can dance, Stephen. He can't. All right. <laughs> Catherine, you're the dancer. Okay, I've heard that this morning. Sorry to embarrass you. She said he can't, but he will. So I've got a feeling he's going to be in. God's doing so many good things in this storm. And I'm telling you, he's bringing his church together. And we're headed towards Rome together. The destiny that God has for us. Amen. Amen. Love Jesus. Let's pray together. You got a chance today, online or in this building. He doesn't live in your heart this morning. He's waiting on an invitation. He's waiting on you to open your heart to him. It's not about opening your mind so much. You may not understand everything about faith, and oftentimes your mind can't grasp faith, and that's okay. He's just asking you to open your heart. Some of you may need to just pray this. Jesus, if you're real, show yourself to me. Maybe you need him just to reveal himself to you. Oftentimes we do. He did that for Paul, and he'll do that for you. I want to challenge you today. Anybody in this building or online who would be bold enough to say, Jesus, if you're real, show yourself to me. Would you put a hand up in the air today? God bless you. God bless you. If you're real, show yourself to me. He will. Anybody in the building say, I'm ready, Pastor. I'm saying yes to Jesus right now. As you pray, I'm going to ask Jesus to be the Savior and Lord of my life. Can I see your hand right now? Can I see your hand? God bless you. Somebody else this morning? God bless you online. God bless you. We're going to pray this together, and I'm going to invite you and the church to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I'm not playing around with this. My life is yours. Come into my heart. Forgive my sin. Live through me today. I receive you, and I believe you've done it. In Jesus' name, amen. God's got so many good things in front of us, folks, and I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm just saying, God, thank you for what you're doing, and thank you that I get to be a part of it and a player in it. Amen. I'm going to bless you with something real good this morning. You're going to be so excited about this, you're just not going to be able to stand it. Starting next Sunday, instead of two services, we're starting with three next Sunday. We're adding a service next Sunday for the next couple of months so we can spread out and spread our kids out a little bit. We believe in faith. We also believe in wisdom as you walk in faith. Can I get an amen, church? Those things do not compete against each other. We're going to spread out a little bit. You're going to have some leg room out in front of you next Sunday when you come back. We will meet next week at 9 o'clock, 1015, and 1130. Amen? Amen. Every Sunday, you got to get up and upward and say, what time they have in church this week? They've changed it again. <laughs> Nine o'clock, early you can. And also, we have a Thursday night service every Thursday at 7. It is the same service that we do on Sunday morning. Yes. Yes. So you can hear it first. 
It's also not online, so I say all kind of good stuff that I may not say on. No, I'm kidding. The same service, and we love it. If, if you want to come on Thursdays, come on. Are you ready? You ready to be blessed this morning? Here's what I want to bless you with today. How many of you would like to pray for sick people and see God heal them? Can I see your hands this morning? You genuinely would like to do that. Not as a look at me thing and how wonderfully powerful I am, but in a, as a service to people to love them for Jesus. My grandpa got saved. He saw he was in one of those healing crusades back in the 1950s. There was a little boy there who had crossed eyes. And he went up for the preacher to pray for him. And the pastor prayed for that little boy. And God, my grandfather, saw his eyes straighten out. My grandfather was never the same. And he got saved. Amen. That's what it's all about. Demonstrating Jesus' power and loving people. How many again, I'm sorry, I had you holding up your hands for 20 minutes there. How many would like to see God work through you? I'm going to pray that blessing over you. The Word says the sun is arising with healing in His wings. The Word says these signs shall follow those that believe. They'll tread over serpents. They'll speak with tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I'm claiming that for Upward Christian Fellowship now. We're going to tread over the works of the devil. We're going to speak with new tongues, with language that exalts Jesus. And we're going to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Those of you at home watching right now, and those of you sick right now, we believe today by faith in Jesus Christ, you will recover. We're praying for that for you today. That's the blessing today. Now go out of this place. In the power of the Holy Spirit, you're commissioned and sent to take Jesus to your world. Amen. That's not just a game there. That's not just a nice thing to say before we leave. You've got a mission this week. Amen. Go out and live it out. Love y'all. See you next week. We're going to keep it going. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Upward Journey. If you would like to find out more about Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina, you can look up our website at ucf.cc or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Upward Christian Fellowship. We invite you to join us next week as we continue the Upward Journey.